You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is your wacky neighbor, George McBeal. I'm just kidding. This is the illustrious <laughs> Michael K. Easton. George McBeal. I can't place that reference. Just another character in my head. <laughs> oh, seriously. <laughs> What a bland name to <laughs> come up with. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Jared Lowe. And I'm Seth. I, I, you throw, throw us off every week. I don't know what that was. Um, I had to say, yeah, Cliff is not here tonight. He's been replaced. Yeah, he is. I assume he's in line at Disney for Star Wars land, right? Is he already camping out for 2019? I'm pretty sure I saw... Like some Jedi robes, like went missing. And yeah, I haven't seen him since we had that long conversation about Disney. So I'm assuming that's where he is. But yeah, if he's not here, he's there. Yeah, stepping up to fill his seat is return guest. Hello. <laughs> Don't be so excited. Yeah, I'm going for a Wally Pip kind of situation. Hope, hoping for it. Wally Pip and George who? <laughs> Those are some obscure references. I like it. It's George McBeal. I'm the neighbor. I'm just happy to be here. Oh, you're like Grady or something. Your, your accent morphed like four different times within that single sentence, which was impressive. Well, you know, when I get a talking, I don't know what comes out of my mouth. Oh, it's getting... It's really forming into one thing now. Um... <laughs> Right here, you guys are seeing it happen. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. St- I still face the other way. So, what are we talking about first here? Animation. Oh my gosh, animation. Setting it up for you, George. Well, <laughs> what can I say? There's a show that came on. It dropped three seasons, and today was the day I got my Jamba Juice and watched that beautiful <coughs> opening episode of the Voltron. Season three. <laughs> kind of a Wolfman Jack vibe, too, which I dig. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> Yes, guys, season three of Ultron dropped, and it is so sweet. I didn't even know that. I just teed up animation assuming you had yeah, something. Yeah, that was, that was, it just <laughs> released just a little while ago, so. Yep, like, I literally got the email, like, maybe in an hour they and e- a half Voltron ago. emails you? <laughs> yeah, Netflix said, guess what, Voltron season three is out right now, and I'm like, well, I'm on my way home, let's go. How much have you watched? I watched one and a half episodes. Okay. And they're really setting up the status quo of 
the Lions situation and some things are going down. I don't want to give any spoilers, but it's so crazy. This is really tightly plotted. Like yeah. you have to watch every episode. Well, every... season three like picks up very shortly after the end of season two. Like I mean, it could have been one episode, right? And there's a lot. You would definitely have to to get all the references. Watch the the first two seasons but it's so good like why wouldn't you want to watch the other two seasons is it still the best marvel movie animated it is it has not dipped in quality to no it's quality. just it's just it's let's see what what's that called like the when you're surfing and george help him out here <laughs> <laughs> well you know when you're surfing and you're like gleaming the Man, that's what he's doing. See, he's his alter ego gleaming the cube. He, Michael doesn't know, but his subconscious does, and it's amazing how he can like pull these terms. Oh, out. that's that's an absolute truth. He, it's, he... <laughs> it's amazing what happens when I close my eyes. <laughs> there was other animation. Yeah, Rick. Rick. You know us, Morty. us hardcore, yes. long term. Rick and Morty fans, yeah. finally, after our long wait, gosh, it's been what a week, hours? At least a week or two since I finished season two. Sitting there on the couches, it came on. I was like, man, those people who have loved this from the beginning are suckers. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I'm enjoying this with little to no wait at all. Yeah, totally caught up. Knew exactly what was going on. <laughs> Douche nozzles. <laughs> It was good. Very it's, strong. Yeah, very strong, strong start. start. Have they have they already released the first episode? First two. First yeah. two. I, I, I don't know. They count that as the first one of season three that came out, what, in April? Yeah. So this was technically episode yeah, they, two. Yeah, they put the them both premiere. out that night. Nice. That first episode was so good, you know, and then the second yeah. one was really strong. Yeah, that first one hooked you right in. I don't know what, what they're where they're going, but who cares? It's really <laughs> Do you watch that, Jared? I do not. Right, you're missing out. You need to join the club. I mean, I've been preaching to everybody for a long time <laughs> that you need to watch Rick and Morty. I'll wait until season three is done so I can just not have any weight at all. <laughs> I mean, he, he knows where it's at. He's got us beat already. One of these days, Seth is going to wake up and I'm going to be standing over his body. Can't tell you what's going to happen next. It's a secret. <laughs> wow. Okay, game more. Yeah, really quick. Um, <laughs> what do you want to talk about now? Uh, the other animation news: mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had the episode with Usagi Yojimbo. Ooh. They had the crossover where the turtles got sucked into that dimension. Is that a rabbit? Is yes, that right? a rabbit. That's Samurai. all I know. That's right. the extent of my knowledge there. Uh, co-created by, or not co-created, created by Stan Sakai back in the 80s, right around the same time this big black and white boom in comics started. So they crossed over very early. Uh, I think Mirage published some of the Usagi issues, so they crossed them over a decade ago, two decades ago, and they've kind of... They they released a toy when they did the toy line in the 80s. They did an Usagi toy kind of as a favor to him. And they've still kind of over the years maintained some kind of shared continuity. So, yeah, there's uh, there was there's at least two parts to it. I don't know if there's any more or not. I actually missed the second episode. But the first one was good. Now, is this of the regular series? Yeah, it's whatever this season is called, like Tales of the TMNT. Okay. It's not quite as tight continuity-wise, but... Yeah, they get uh, it's they they had a lot of the the 
the characters from the Usagi universe. It was basically just opened up in his world, and the turtles get sucked there through some crazy shenanigans, and then they have to help stop this demon that's you know trying to destroy the world. But. And is this still a half-hour show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what I was at, the reason why I was asking is because they started releasing like these shorts online oh, right. of like different people's takes on the turtles. Like one of them, it was like set in the future, and they were mecha turtles and. It looks like they're going every which way with them, which looks pretty good. I think before they end the series, they're just trying to do some crazy out there, different kind of storylines. Are your kids still watching it? Uh, We haven't watched any of the new season yet. We're a little behind. But yeah, we do. Wait till it's all over, and then they can say they're. That's my new strategy. (laughs) Got some quick Star Wars news. Star Wars! The big headline. Chewbacca got arrested. Really? <laughs> what happened? I don't know. Cliff should... Was he with one of the Duke boys? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he was the victim. <laughs> uh, Cliff, Cliff sent a video of Chewbacca getting arrested. I don't know what happened. Or I maybe it could have been a video I was watching at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. All I know or was Chewbacca was getting arrested by a bunch of stormtroopers. Yeah, stormtroopers from Empire's Wrath. <laughs> was was I from, watching was it a Cloud movie? City? Did he have a weird gold backpack? Mm. <laughs> I think I've, I think I've seen that. One. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was. I thought I was watching a documentary. <laughs> no, of course Ron Howard is. Taking over directing duties on the movie, the Han Solo movie, and first thing I thought was, is Clint Howard going to have a role? And somebody tweeted at Ron Howard, and he he just tweeted, "You won't be disappointed." <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Leon from the Andy Griffith Show. Did anybody else remember that? Like we were sending messages back and forth. I was like, he is all. He'll always be Leon. He'd come up with his. Messy, he'd be dressed like a cow, cowboy and he'd have a messy peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And he'd always offer it to Barney, and Barney'd be like, No, thanks, Leon. <laughs> you know, like, I want your half eaten peanut butter sandwich. This is because, you know, even back then, Opie was given, you know, working his brother into the show. And it's just like I've done for, <laughs> yeah, this is exactly right. It's it's my, my Clint Howard, right? <laughs> the Clint Howard of the yeah. <laughs> We did it. <laughs> okay, what do you want to talk about? Michael, you choose TV. TV, all right. Hello, Dolores. What the hell is a sticky maple? Run. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what this guy look like, anyway? Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Uh-huh. In what way? Oh, just in a general kind of way. Exterminate! Little pig, little pig! Let me in! These violent delights have violent ends. That's what she said. Groovy. What do you got? HBO, a lot of HBO news. There was a big HBO hack. It was in the news, and kind of like Sony got hacked last year. And episode four, Game of Thrones, come was coming out this week, and it's already online. So I'm sure some people are watching it. I'm avoiding 
you know, all that. But the uh, that's one thing. Plus, plus, I was gonna say, talk to Cliff. I forgot he wasn't gonna be here. I was gonna talk about the recent episode, but you know, you guys don't watch it. It's gra- it's gravy time. I'm not gonna give any details other than that it is everything that has been building for all these seasons. It's just all the major people that have never even met or meeting. It's like everything you always wished would happen is happening. It's total all fan the, all service. The are oh together. my gosh, they're just the thrown in. They're just scooching them together. together. Yes, it's there's lots of gaming and thrones, but it's and it's very. It's a lot of fan service. People are getting to see what they always wanted to see. So I wonder if that's how it'll actually get come together in the books. You know, so you're foreseeing a strong ending, uh, like it, not disappointing. Yeah, I'm, I'm. So a show like this with that many fans and this big of a build up, this much hype, the chances are pretty high it's going to let people down. Oh yeah, you're oh, saying yeah. you you think it's on the right I, trajectory. I don't know that I set my bar as I don't. I try not to be too negative. I was going to almost say, lead off, we kind of planned to talk about a movie at one, one point this episode. I was like, man, I feel like I will be really negative about that. <laughs> usually I'm, usually I, I think so much of what we watch now we like. So we're, we're like constantly praising everything, which is good. I'd rather, I'd rather talk about positive things than, you know, just tr- trash. Oh, you want to talk about crap? We can talk about some crap. <laughs> yeah. That's um, my new character. <laughs> I was like, what's his name? It's that Mike. Is, is that Prison that Mike? It <laughs> is William Jefferson. <laughs> the angry critic. Anyway, it's just good. The uh, They announced we knew Westworld was coming next year, 2018. They've narrowed it down to earlier in the year. It's going to come out in spring, kind of taking... Game of Thrones spot where they always came out in like April. Now they're moving to later in the year because of the whole winter's coming and th- stuff. And so, you, do you have your ticket booked? Yes, yeah, I've got booked seat at my house. Um, True Detective first season was great. Second season was weak. Third season they finally cast one of the detectives as Mahershala Ali, who. Was in Moonlight from last year and was in House of Cards. Luke Cage. Luke Cage, yep. What was it? Cottonmouth? And the last thing I had from them was Room 104 started this past week. The Duplass Brothers show where, you know, creepy hotel room, weird things are supposed to go on in it. Different, you know, an anthology of stories in this one room. I watched the first episode. Did you watch that, Michael? Uh, Room 104? Yeah. I haven't heard anything about it. You don't listen to podcasts? Evidently not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I may block things out. <laughs> it was it was fine. It's not totally my thing. I'm not, I wasn't blown away by it, but we'll see where it goes. I'm going to keep watching. I did see where uh, M. Night Shyamalama Dama Ding Dong is bringing back the Crypt Keeper. From Tales from the Crypt. Did you guys hear about that? No. Yep. He's there was some there was some kind of like I don't know if it was on his Facebook page or something, but he was like asking people what their favorite um, either it was their episode or what they thought was the scariest thing. But it sounded like he was bringing it back for maybe like eight episodes or something, and just sees what sees what happens. I don't even know if what network it's on, but I just caught the video the other day on YouTube. I figured you guys would know something about that. 
That was on HBO originally, yeah, right? Yeah, so you think, I what, feel like the rights. I don't know how that would work. Could you just take it to another network? I, I feel like it was TNT, but you guys know me. I'm probably wrong, so it, it's hard to tell what network it's going to be on. But, uh, got anything else? TV? Uh, I just wanted to give a mention. At midnight is ending. Yeah, it like completely. And, and my first impression is, who cares? But uh, we're recording this on Friday night. The, actually, tonight at midnight is their last episode, the 600th episode. And, you know, it's I, I barely ever watch it, and it shouldn't matter that much. But there was an article in the AV Club this week. It was like, in remembrance of At Midnight. And I read it, and I was like, wow, this actually was kind of a cool show. Because it was talking about, A, like how many comedians it gave exposure to. And I know at least, you know, half a dozen comedians I'd never really heard of before seeing them on that show. Like, Ron Funches is now a superstar, mm. and he kind of made his break on that show. And personally, I'd never really heard any of Kyle Kinane's stand-up, and he just kills it on that show. And I watched one of his specials, and it was hilarious. He's now, like, one of my favorite stand-up comedians, just because I saw him on that show. So it was talking about, you know, like, people with less national exposure. This show gave them an audience. And then it was talking about people who were kind of already famous. It let them have fun. There, there were less. It was talking about you know some sitcom actors and some more dramatic actors. There were musicians on there, like Nico Case was a guest on there one time. And so I just let them kind of put their hair down and have fun and kind of see a different side of these people. And I was like, that is kind of a cool thing that it kind of sucks that it's ending because I said it was just nice. If there's nothing else on, you could flip to it, watch for a few minutes, and just kind of enjoy it. So that I. Maybe I didn't appreciate what I had while. Oh I was yeah, thinking. yeah. I watched it when it first came out for a while. I would watch every episode, and then I just, you know, there's so many episodes you just mm. couldn't watch watch them all. But yeah, it was nice to see a bunch of comedians you weren't used to seeing. I think. Yeah, there was. I know a Doug one. Benson was on there all the time, which I I like his, um, Doug Loves Movies podcast. I I used to listen to religiously, but mm. then they quit playing the Leonard Malton game. Have you ever listened to that podcast? Yeah. No. They play I don't a, listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but they play uh, a movie game, and they they play a lot of movie games, so it's fun to try to figure out what the movies are. They actually used one, one of my categories one time on their Leonard Malton game. Yeah. yeah, it was... The way that game worked, it's really actually hard to explain, but you could come up with a category. He would just give the title of a category and then what it meant, and you had, you didn't, you had to guess the movie, and they'd only give you... You did like name that tune of how many names you needed from the cast out of Leonard Malton's app, and you if you bid like I need five names, you got them from the end of the cast list, you know. So, but the there was always hilarious um, categories, but mine was the it was movies in which Cuba Gooding Jr. plays a painter. It was it. I tried to come up with the most obscure thing that there was more than one movie, and it, the category was called "Show Me the Monet." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, he's picking that. He's picking that." Um, then you want guy guesses on what the movies are? I don't know. I can't <laughs> think of a single. It was uh, one where he's on the boat. Uh, no, I don't even remember what he was on the boat. Is it radio? No, no. But I, 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 I'm sure I checked to see if he painted it all in that movie, just so I could add it to the category. No, it was uh, 
As good as it gets, he was Greg Kinnear's boyfriend. He was an artist, and he was in What Dreams May Come. Hmm. Anyway, I don't even know how we got there. <laughs> oh, At Midnight. <laughs> yeah, it was a good show. Um, let's do some streaming. Oh, we're not done with TV. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry there, George. Get your motor running for the blood drive. (laughs) (laughs) Another fantastical episode of the blood drive. So much blood, so much glory. Lots of driving. driving. So much, so much. Um, Actually, it it was a sad episode. We lost a gentleman. He tried to take over as the... Um, leader of the blood drive and that did not go over too well so keep watching and it's awesome I watched it so you wouldn't yell at me anymore oh did you watch that episode yeah what'd you think of it yeah it was alright yes yeah you're going in my motor (laughs) shape (laughs) I like the you know the sheriff you know, it's a very mo- you know, it's a very western motif of the sheriff in a small town. Yeah. Tricks the guy into doing things. Like it has good structure. I don't know how well it 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 pays off every episode. But. I think that is due to the budget, probably. <laughs> but it's a fun cheesy show. Mm. So go watch it. And last but not least, it's my last TV. Texas or Midnight Texas debuted on NBC, which is very strange. Has anybody else seen it yet? I heard about it or saw something about it. It, It's from um, the writer that did True Blood. They have a series of books based that the show is based off of. It's very strange to me that NBC couldn't keep um, Hellblazer on there or John Constantine. Was it Constantine or Hellblazer? Constantine. Constantine. It's the exact same show. It's almost like it's this guy that's this psychic that comes to this town that has all these weird people running around and there's all this weird things going on. There's a vampire and there's an angel and, you know, there's all this this crazy stuff happening in this town. I'm like, this is almost exactly like Constantine. Well, to be fair, no one said NBC is keeping this one either. I mean, that is been true. One episode. It might only last two. So. That is true. Now it did. It does have. Uh, oh, it's one of the. Oh, never mind. I, I'm just lost. <laughs> Where's George when you need him? Are you watching anything new at the moment? On, not on TV. No. Okay. I don't watch TV anymore. Oh, you're strictly yeah. streaming. Look. Well, it's a confusing He's a cord cutter. <laughs> it's a confusing category because everything I watch is streaming too, yeah. but some of them are streaming. Yeah. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. No one in between. How can we be wrong? We'll cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. Do. Ray. Egon. After a heated bidding war between Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and AMC, I'm serious. They they were fighting over this show, and somehow it's going to be on YouTube Red. I don't, I'm not sure how that happened, but uh, a 
Karate Kid show is going to be on. They're calling it a comedy. It's going to be like a parody, right? Right. It's, it's, it's like. got to be. You know, It's going to be called Cobra Kai with uh, Ralph Macchio and... Is that a paid service? You have to pay for oh, yeah, yeah, red? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you have to pay for red. That's what that... It's why they trying. spent the money. They want to get people will pay to see that. Because yeah. with YouTube Red, like if you have it, it takes out the commercials or and ads with the other YouTube videos, and they have their own little shows, but they haven't had anything that's been a big enough hit. So obviously they're probably hoping this will be. Now is that the? I assume that includes that you can download your YouTube videos and stuff. I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure whether that's a different service or not, but. Is his name William Zabka? Is that the guy who played Johnny yeah, Lawrence? Yeah. But they're going to have competing dojos, I believe. And, you know, since Mr. Miyagi's gone, Daniel's trying to find his center again. And I assume they'll have some kids involved because these guys, how much are they going to fight? I hope Jaden Smith shows up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was thinking the end, of, end of season one, <laughs> Hillary Swank busted doors down. Yeah, you know it. Now, if it's a comedy, like that would actually work. That would be awesome. Some kind of cameo, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Is uh, Martin Cove still alive? Yeah, he's alive. Oh, yeah. He's going to get him in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do about that if I'm going to get this YouTuber. <laughs> so what do you think the um, Ralph Macchio's character's dojo would be called? It's got, I don't know, Bonsai? <laughs> it's got, you know, what Miyagi, would it be called? Miyagi. 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 Yeah, Miyagi, dude. Uh, yeah, Karate Kid's in my top ten of all time movies. Like I, I would like to watch this. I don't want to pay for it, but I'd like to watch it. And I, I I'm not so precious with it. A comedy would not offend me. Like, okay, just have some fun with it. Like, oh yeah. It, rather than trying to take it real seriously and replaying, oh, it's thirty years later, and I still want to kick you in the face. Like that right. doesn't quite. Come out make here! Sense. And I'm gonna stand in front of this car window. <laughs> so yes, I'm all for it. Just go have some fun. And just recently, the uh, season of Wet Hot, 10 years later, came out. I haven't got to watch an episode yet, but I'm excited to. That was the other thing that Netflix was telling me all about. Oh, yeah. I did enjoy it. It was the first day of camp. was the first kind of season or whatever. I did enjoy that one. Really good. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that this weekend. And Jordan brought up to us off air last week i believe about ozarks yeah with jason bateman it had just premiered the day we recorded yeah you had so watched, I watched the first one i'm about halfway through at this point yeah the next day i watched the whole series yeah <laughs> so and i don't regret it so go ahead and watch it i, I thought it, was, it starts out really good i mean the first few episodes are really strong and i thought it you know did fine the rest of the way it was good i'm if they came out with another season i will watch it it's it's very Breaking Bad, but it's almost like it's like really deep into Breaking Bad. I mean, you're you're way into the series. Yeah, you know? I was kind of thrown, you know, that first scene basically to be light on spoilers. Things start going bad, and you're like, he's gonna start panicking, and like he's he's in over his head. It's like, no, he's been at this a while. Like, yeah, he we we don't get an origin story of how he breaks bad. He's kind of, you know, he's a money launderer, and he's good at it, and he's been doing it a while. So you're kind of just thrown in the middle of his story, or potentially the end. Does he survive? Yeah. You, you you may get a little bit of an origin ah, as you okay. move in okay. on there. But the uh, I will say, the one thing about his character, though, is like you're saying, he doesn't, 
act like you would think he would where oh what you know panicking he is very meticulous and doesn't he just deals with things as they come doesn't stress too much about it even though it's like extremely strange circumstances first time he walks up on that family in what is like public restroom right yeah like what's he gonna do call the cops or run away like no he just walks in yeah with he's not armed he's just gonna tell him how it is and he knows he's gonna get out of it so yeah he yeah bateman is a good actor i i think i yeah i think i'm i'm enjoying this it's a little bit by the numbers it's not anything i haven't seen before it's not really groundbreaking i would say but i'm definitely enjoying it yeah it's uh, i i really like him and uh the girl, the the young girl main character in that was in The Americans the last few seasons. And she has I, a very striking look. Like yeah, if you've yeah, seen her in something, you know you've yeah, seen her. Yeah, I was like, before. yeah, and I, I, I thought I think she does a good job. Although, do you know who the boy is? His no. youngest son. No, because I recognize him. Like I know I've seen this guy, and I know it's on Netflix. I'm like, he's not one of the Stranger Things kids. I thought maybe it was like Will Byers, like right. you know, mop top and the giant eyeballs. I looked it up. He played young Matt Murdock on Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Who stick beat up a couple episodes worth. And he starred in the Lock and Key pilot. He was like the youngest sibling. Well, there was, yeah, there was only a preview we ever got to see. I've watched that, that, that trailer (laughs) like 20 times. That's who it is. Yeah. Cool. Um, Michael, I I haven't brought this up for weeks because I don't think you were here. Um, since eight, I have forgotten about that show. Yeah, it yeah. was over. Every, evidently, everyone it. forgot about it. Yeah, well, they decided that they're going to make a like a wrap up movie or something. Well, they had like a Christmas special, and then they did the next season. So yeah, so that but I assume that now that they you know it's supposed to like finish it off technically, and I think they're expecting. A lot of people go back and visit now that they know there's an ending coming. Yeah. They may a lot of people may go back and watch this for was there like two seasons? Is that correct? Yeah, I mean it's a very high concept of how the characters interact with each other, and it was uh, the first season was very interesting. Um, so it's definitely something I'll eventually get around to watching. And that was the show where they all had different skills and they could jump into each other's bodies or something like that yeah they they, it was almost like they were a unimine where they all could take each other's abilities and use them if need it's almost like they swapped bodies for a little bit it was very weird but it 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 got really weird sometimes with the sexual relationships of all the characters and who was straight and who was gay and like i could see like where people were like very off-putted by that but it was very well done and arrested development um season five they started filming jason bateman tweeted something the other day them on set but the some news was released that it is going to revolve around a murder mystery which sounds good i like the idea of that see things from different angles all season each person's point of view until well i feel like i mean obviously that's been done before but i can't think of an example of it but uh, that sounds interesting because season four was kind of a disappointment. But. Trial and error show that nobody has watched no, here. <laughs> yeah. That's the John Lithgow one. Yes, that's very good. Will you spoil the end for me so I don't need to watch it? <laughs> Great job. Um, has anyone tried Gypsy? No. Nope. On Netflix? No. Nope. It 
like I that was another show I forgot because I watched it in the RV up in Michigan when I was traveling. <laughs> uh, but great show about this master manipulative uh, therapist that is controlling everyone, and I looked it back up the other day. I was like, oh yeah, I need to watch this. So I saw I was almost done with episode ten. I was pissed. That's where it ended. Like, it ended on such a freaking cliffhanger. I'm like, are you serious? Because you see her, she's just like dangling all these. She's like a puppet. Are you going to spoil this too? No. Okay. I t- I'm, I'm going to stop in a minute. But she's a puppet master. And you don't know who's involved and who's not involved. And it's just like, it's got you. It, it was just one of those shows where you're on like the ledge of your chair, like wondering what the heck's going to go on. And it just. Ah, it's frustrating. Had to take a cold shower afterwards. <laughs> I saw some news out of San Diego Comic Con. Stargate Origins will air on, on the, the Stargate Command website. That's where it will air. So I don't know if you have to pay for that or what. But it's Is each... that still like sci-fi? Or who has the rights to that? Do we know? MGM. You know, I don't know, but they uh, each episode ten minutes in length, ten episodes will be available on that website, and it will be also be an official destination for all things Stargate. And I, but I went to the site and it was all the Santa Claus. I, I, <laughs> wow, that's an old that's an old reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I've been waiting to use that all week. <laughs> That's for the that's for the the real listeners to this podcast. You've been with us since episode <laughs> two or whatever it is. Yeah. And speaking of being positive, Doctor Who, <laughs> I watched some more. Yeah. And uh, which ones? Just one. Um, Jesse had. Uh, suggested an episode after i said that the blink episode i'd been suggested was good this that you know he he, he suggested his uh, waters of mars is that correct waters on mars that's waters a hard mars. episode to jump into of what's going on versus the bigger that's well, a very Jordan weird make, episode i i was a little critical of it in our private messaging and saying, you know, I watched it and I was a little disappointed. Yeah, you called Jesse some pretty serious <laughs> names. <laughs> no. all, the, all the ones I could think of, no. Because you almost have to watch that whole season to see everything that happens during that episode come, like, you know. I don't believe that. But uh, I do get that, you know, like Jordan, you commented, well, may, you know, out of context, watching a show, it's all, because I was saying, it is so hyper dramatic like almost give me a break type thing and it, that, if you watch any show you know go in on. my mind i was thinking okay you just jump into the fourth or fifth season of breaking bad watch one episode and you're like oh jesse what are you doing i hope you get out of this like why do you care about that guy he's just right. a guy's bag drug dealer like you don't have the context of his whole arc to get behind you, I, don't, you don't have those emotions you're just watching very surface level i agree i thought about that and i thought that that i'm sure that has a lot to do with it because i was just like what give me a break you know there was just <laughs> the music was just so over the top pumping and just building this up i was a little just a little disturbed by how many people he let die before he decided and eh, i've changed my mind and decided to just mess with the time stream you know it's like all right 
You're playing a little loosey-goosey there, Doc. <laughs> so we need another suggestion for yeah. Seth to watch. Cliff suggested one, something about empty children or something. And I don't know if I, I have it in me to go back, but I may at some point watch that one. Not to this point. I'm sure, like, I I do think a lot of it has to do with just the out-of-context thing. It was just like, so they were very serious about this. Um. That's all I got in streaming. Uh, what did I? Oh, I've watched. So on Amazon, you can watch a lot of the older HBO shows they have yes. on there. So anything that's kind of been off the air for a while, you can watch Wire, Sopranos, all those great shows. No, you're gonna tell us all we should watch a Wire. Well, yes, but that's, <laughs> that's old news. But they, it was relatively recently they really finally put on Amazon season five of Boardwalk Empire, which is the last season of that. Oh my gosh, so, where you been? I know. So I had started to watch it, and I was kind of watching it slowly because I was like. I didn't have season five. Then they're like, season five now available. So I'm like, sweet. So I steamrolled through the rest of it. I love that show. Oh, like, man. I recommend that to anyone. Nucky Thompson. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, it, I kind of I blew Jordan's mind one day as I started to watch it because I questioned whether or not Steve Rusimi is actually a good actor or not. I think I came around to he's, he's okay, but I had to question <laughs> it. I had that, to rethink yeah. a lot of my core beliefs. Yeah. It's like, wait, is he a good actor or is he just kind of a, a present? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. But that show, to me, it was because <laughs> We're that's... We're not making any headway. Yeah, no. <laughs> but that show is... I mean, you can go 12 or 15 actors deep on that show. Oh. I mean... The, Michael the, Shannon? Oh, my gosh. Michael Shannon, Michael Stolberg or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, you could go 15 actors deep down the cast list. And it's some of the best performances I've seen on a show. Incredible overall cast. Plus, if you like any of that historical gangster yeah. type crap, I mean, it's right up your alley. Shea Wiggum, so. oh, I like yeah. him. That's a that's a fantastic show. Yes. Uh, H- I I constantly tout HBO as my favorite channel because yeah. it's just such quality, and I love that whole series. I look at that stuff. It's all around Atlantic City, mm-hmm. hundred years ago. Yep. And you told me to watch Blue Ruin. I on did. Netflix. It is not on Netflix. <laughs> Oh, instead, it was. It's on Amazon. And that, oh, that I logged in. I was like, I'm going to watch Blue Room today. And it wasn't on there. So I scrolled down and I picked out Don't Think Twice, oh, yeah. we, which we've mentioned a few times. Mike starring, Birbiglia. Starring Kevin Peel. <laughs> oh, yes, Kevin Peel. Kevin Peel. <laughs> I watched that as well. Oh, did you? Yes. What did you think of it? Uh, it was all right. It, it's, I have trouble like with some of those like, insider kind of shows or movies where like I don't don't make me care about actors because actors aren't real people. And I feel bad feeling that way, but I do. But overall, I thought it was good. I mean, I, I, I really yeah, like I, yeah. Kevin Peele was great. Yeah, you're so. not disappointed watching it, but yeah. it's not didn't live up to what I thought it was going to be. Well, it was not, again, I don't think it was marketed honestly, which yeah. is what it is. Because it's like, oh, it's a laugh ride about some hilarious buddies. Nah. And about a half hour in, I'm like, these people aren't that funny. I'm like, <laughs> none of this joking around is all right. that funny. I was like, I'd be it'd be really tiresome to be around these people. Like I'm sitting there yeah, thinking yeah. all this stuff, and then like as the movie goes on, like yeah, these people are kind of tiresome. Like yeah. they're hanging Especially on like to something. the Mike Birbiglia character himself was like he was so pathetic. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like I kind of appreciated that that he was like he was just kind of a weirdo. So yeah, and I don't think a lot of improv is even very good. And here are these guys playing very amateur. So like it shouldn't have been a you know laugh out loud hilarious performance. 
because they're just kind of struggling nobodies. So like, it actually became more of a character study and more of a a sad kind of mm, dramedy, oh yeah, right. you would say. But I I really enjoyed it. But the the main reason I brought it up, I was reading a review of it, and then the comment section, I was reading some of the comments, and somebody was saying, "Oh, I hate improv." And it was like somebody from New York, or whatever, who'd seen a lot of it. He's like, the 1% of improv is good. The rest of it's crap. And he wrote out what his problem with improv was. And it was like, it's just a couple people who've been friends for a while making the same jokes over and over. It's inside jokes. Only they think are funny. And people sit around and there's no audience for it. I was like, he's kind of describing my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, are we just like struggling improv performers? Like yes, shouting yes, into the void? And, yes, and. yes, and. <laughs> oh, well done. Yeah, so, there, so Mike Berbiglia uh, could make a movie about us someday. I, I would make a hashtag out of that, but I don't know what you said. <laughs> I like him, though. I, I, You're right. He was played such a pathetic character in, in that. But I, I like Sleepwalk With Me from 2012. He was his first movie he really got to make and and it was kind of based on he really does have a sleepwalking problem in that and i i think my favorite special of his was my girlfriend's boyfriend is really good i really like that and it may be on netflix it may not i'll let, I'll let you find out the hard <laughs> well, way his new one just came out i just watched i watched it, it. Yeah. yeah that was good yeah i actually had to thought he could be like our generation's woody allen hmm. to go from you know stand up to these like, small romantic sort of offbeat comedies yeah. like if he cranks out a few more of these great movies i mean he could he yeah. could have a very long lasting career yeah i like him if i learn how to pronounce his name oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do movies save martha puny god i'm just a kid from brooklyn i'm batman kneel before son under roof said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> um, I saw Dunkirk. I was gonna watch the War Apes movie, but uh, you guys already watched it. And I'll you get don't wanna to watch a skirmish? No, a skirmish at the You want to watch a real battle? It would be funny if you bought a ticket for the apes and accidentally walked into Dunkirk. And you're like, a half hour, you're like, where are the apes? <laughs> yeah. are I'm they at the beach. I'm I at see, the beach. I Where's see the, the war. <laughs> They're on a planet. <laughs> yeah. So, did anybody else watch Dunkirk? Did anyone have any interest in it? Christopher yes, Nolan? I'm extremely interested. I've heard good things, and I definitely want to see it. I, the main reason I chose it was because, I mean, it's kind of the point to watch it on the big screen yeah. you know and I, I definitely was glad I did um, it's 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 not in my top five Christopher Nolan movies but he's got a lot of good movies you know I I, I, re- I really did in, enjoy it and I don't know how close I mean I kind of read some of that history of that whole deal and I don't know how close it really follows up but uh, it, was, it was really good I had a good performance by Mark Rylance and I don't. I don't know if it was a PR stunt, but there was an article I read where there was like someone that survived that that went and watched it, and he actually left the middle of the movie crying because he felt it was very accurate. Yeah, I. I'm. There's a lot of it that is picturesque. Looks just like out of any photos you've seen from that 
whole deal, you know that. But uh, I don't know. It's very little dialogue. There, it's it's presented in a weird format that I, I you know I won't, won't spoil for you, but it's just kind of odd how it's presented. But it thinking about it afterwards, I liked how they did it, and think I you know I, I like Christopher Nolan, but it was kind of a thing that came out of it. Um, because I I actually was trying to find what the closest way I could have watched it in IMAX because I wanted to heard how it was. Some people were saying it was the best IMAX thing they'd ever seen, which is you were so immersed. I just sat a couple rows closer at the theater. <laughs> same, same thing for yeah. But, uh, IMAX, um, announced this week that they're kind of going away from 3d in North America. They're still going to do it, but that, I freaking hate 3D, and they're finally realizing that people don't care that much about it, and that they prefer, they like the IMAX, but let's stick with the 2D. So I like that idea. Uh, I want to be able to watch things in 2D and let them pr- put all their effort into that filming it that way, and not wasting their time on a format that I hate. Um, did anybody else watch anything great? Oh, I watched it. Uh, look, a terrible movie, not the I'm not not the one you're thinking of, okay. Jordan. Okay. No, this was on HBO in the last couple weeks. Was Keeping Up with the Joneses uh, because I had Gal Gadot in it. I was like, we're keeping with our theme of Gal Gadot can fix a movie. She almost does, guys. <laughs> she almost does fix a movie. Did that have Zach Galifianakis in it? Yes, and John yeah. Hamm and Isla yeah. Fisher. It's really not. It's exactly what you think it would be. Yeah. Um, we almost watched it one night. It's 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 worth watching. Uh, as far as uh, not paying any extra for. Yeah. You know, it it was fine. Did you guys hear I, the? Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I saw a good movie uh, the other day. It's been out for a while, so I don't. Have you guys seen the Ex Machina movie? Uh yeah. Was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had I had not. Have you seen that? Alex okay. Garland? Yeah, and I really not knowing much about it going into it. I, I was very impressed. And you I, haven't I, seen that, Jordan? Yeah. And it was cool because I didn't know who was in it, but Oscar Isaac yep. and then the other guy from Star Wars. Yeah, the, uh, Domino Gleason. Yeah. Um, who are both in it. Oscar Isaac was so good in that movie, mm. too. But, uh, yeah, it was great. I love yeah. that movie. That's love a, it. It was good. And what's uh, Alicia Vikander yes. did yeah. an awesome job as the AI. Now, I hate robots. Well, this enforce my hatred of robots or will i hey. have to pretend like i like robots mm, uh, you'll a little bit. she's hot <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's a good looking robot it may shake your beliefs oh no but so then, send me bot but probably at the end you will be i like that director i can't remember what think what else he's done but he's got my most anticipated movie for next year is coming out in february i believe it's called annihilation and it's got like five female scientists some sci-fi thing and i'm super psyched because that movie definitely raised the bar and i'm i can't wait to see what he does next did you guys hear the rumor or not they're not rumors i don't know why i said that it's par for the course but uh about the new ant-man movie that started filming do you have that in your notes what it depends what you're going to talk talk about. Lawrence Fishburne has been ca- cast as Goliath, and Michelle Pfeiffer has been cast I'm, as Janet Van Dyne. I heard the second part. Yeah, what? What about the Pfeiffer. first part? Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Like he's been cast as Goliath, 
Which do you know much about Goliath, Seth? Look who you're asking. <laughs> I thought, but I don't. But ex- <laughs> you tell what I don't you want. know that much about Goliath. I was opening it up to you to set, to tell the listeners. I who just Goliath implored is. by the casting. I, I don't understand what's going on. Goliath, it's, I thought was. I mean, obviously, I'm missing something. I thought that was just another one of Hank Pym's incarnations. Well, there There's was African American. They named Black, Black Goliath. Goliath. Oh, okay. I don't. They can't. Yeah. Do That's that. the guy who got killed during Civil War, right? That was Spoiler, like. Sorry. G- I mean, in the comics. I don't think it was. It was. I, I don't oh, think that okay. was the original Goliath. Was it or was it? I don't know. No, I it can't have been. But yeah, okay, I vaguely remember that. But there was a point in time where I think like he gave up the giant man identity and he went back to Ant Man and Black Goliath took the serum or something oh, okay. and became Black Goliath. Hmm. But it's it's just. Weird. I'd be excited, but I watched Larry Fishburne and something lately, and I wasn't too impressed. <laughs> But yeah, that was Lawrence Fishburne. Well, you don't know him as well as I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I just it's I it's just weird. The like, Marvel Universe yeah. needs a Janet Van Dyne though. Yeah, it's more than it needs a. Glass. And who? Yeah, you can't beat Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah, so that's so great. That's fine. And I, I that's why I was throwing. I assume Michael Douglas is still going to be Hank Pym if they do anything. You know, if they go back and have to use him in any way, because I figure they'll flash back to them fighting together and stuff. I'm excited for that. I saw a new poster today for that movie. And will they use the weird young Michael Douglas face oh, technology? I, am, I imagine they will. <laughs> and the weird young Michelle Pfeiffer face. Yeah. Pfeiffer and Bur- Bur- <laughs> And they cut the Justice League Comic-Con trailer down to like two and a half minutes for like a theatrical cut. So I watched it. I didn't watch the four-minute teaser they put out, but I did watch the new... Justice League trailer, Michael. I saw. I assume you saw that. Yeah, I dig it. We need your enthusiasm. <laughs> you got to pull me along. I need to get excited uh, about Justice League. And actually, there's a big rumor. Like, and I'm going to go ahead and spoil this because no Justice one is excited League? for this movie. But they're talking about like the best, the worst secret is that obviously Superman's going to come back. There what? is rumors that the person that Alfred is referencing when he turns around in the cave in the trailer is a Green Lantern. And that's kind of the Whoa. big thing. Man, like I, didn't, I hadn't heard that. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. I'm just kidding. Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> yeah. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but that's the big. But what I was most impressed about was Flashpoint that they're talking about of were we not talking about how it would be great if Batman's parents, like those actors like played um, on the flashpoint universe as Batman and Joker. And evidently the, the actor that what's his name that plays Thomas Wayne. Uh, Megan. Um, yeah. What's his name? Jeffrey. Jeffrey Moore. Moore. Yeah. He teased an image of him as, Batman of the Flashpoint universe. So, if they're going to be the Batman and Joker, like we came up with it first. So they, yeah, they hired some fairly well-known actors to play Thomas and Martha Wayne for, for fourteen for, seconds, yeah, for yeah. no amount of screen time. So maybe they were thinking, maybe DC is more forward-thinking than than we imagined. I'm sure they do. The Justice League movie is going to be fine. It's going to make a lot of money. It's going to be great. 
I still have a bad taste in my mouth on how they treated Superman. And until they give him justice. <laughs> but is this like overcorrecting? Because everything in it was a joke. Like Flash was funny. Aquaman, oh, look at all that crazy stuff he's doing. Like, is it trying to be too airy and bouncy? And I think they just cut the trailer that way. They're trying to... Like Suicide Squad. Like, yeah. show all the cool... Toe the bit. line, just like with... like Because they know they're competing with the Marvel movies of how they can do a serious movie, but it also be funny at points, which they failed miserably with Batman versus Superman. But I feel like, you know, they got Josh Whedon on it to fix it, so... It, I, I'm sure it'll be great. Although, yeah, he's over there hashtagging. That's the words that are coming out of my mouth. However, the weirdest thing that I'm most aggravated about this movie is that that is not Aquaman. That is Hawkman. Aquaman. Aquaman, come Hawkman. on. Aquaman. Like, how hard is that to just use Hawkman? Like, why is that such a... I, you are going to be so outnumbered. You're going to see Aquaman merchandise, shirts, toys. Oh, yeah. Aquaman's going to be everywhere after this movie. But and this, that's how he'll be characterized forever now. But like, if you like say that's Aquaman, you're you're talking about the '90s Aquaman. So is that what they're trying to do to bring back the '90s? We love the '90s. Oh, I do too. But <laughs> and they have put out a little bit of info about the Shazam movie. And when they first announced it, it was, it was funny. I was just rereading Gotham Central, the the story about the like the police in Gotham. It was in the mm-hmm. 90s, early 2000s, very critically acclaimed. There's an issue toward the end where Shazam shows up. He's having some big magical battle, and the cops don't know what's going on. And he's in it for like two pages. I was like, this is the best Shazam I've ever read. Like, this was amazing, the way they characterized him. It was just such a good scene. I was just thinking about Shazam, and I was like, they really need to get Shazam right in these movies. And I was like, they really need to have a fun, family-friendly, light kind of thing as an antidote to this dark, dreary Superman. And then the producers came out, I think, just this week and was saying, yes, we're going to have, we're going to take a, a more family-friendly approach. Like, they were saying all these things I was thinking. So I'm like, all right. But from what I read about it, it's like they're, they're almost using the Freddy character, not Billy Batson, like... Because I read like he would be a cripple that turned into a superhero. Oh, really? Versus Billy, that because that was Freddie. Like, of course, this was back in the forties. He always had a crutch. I can't remember what was wrong with him, but that they they probably do have to update the polio origin yeah. <laughs> for any character today. Um, but that The Rock wasn't going to be in it. Yeah, I'm. I'm still confused by his. I was going to say, have they? This. They haven't cast. Captain Marvel himself yet, correct? Not that I know of. Okay, but I swear they have not been talking for four years that The Rock was going to be Black Adam. But that's not happening now? Well, it it sounds like he's not going to be in this movie, but it's going to spin off like... It almost reminds me of The Mummy, of how they did Scorpion King. Like, somehow it's going to spin out with Black Adam having his own movie. But I say just have Rock play... Captain Mark, well, I'm sorry, Sojam, and, and Black Adam. That'd be great. He could fight himself. <laughs> Twice the Rock. Hey, I'm down for that. There was a trailer was for... That, that, that was my same character. Thank you. Thanks yeah, for I, I recognize Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing he is is consistent. Um, <laughs> I saw a trailer for My Friend Dahmer from... What do he call, what's he call himself? Durf? Durf. Back Durf or whatever. But uh, 
I had read. Have you read that graphic oh, yeah. novel? I have it. I keep meaning to bring it in for you guys to look at. But the trailer is very much like the um, the graphic novel. So I'm kind of interested in that. That's the whole thing where he, this guy happened to go to high school with Jeffrey Dahmer, and you know he was kind of tertiary uh, member of his group. They kind of basically Been riding those coattails ever since. Yeah, they basically just made fun of the guy and put him put him up to doing stupid things, and he would do it because he was an outcast and. Things. Basically, they drove him to uh, <laughs> eat people. Ruins life, yeah. But it actually looked pretty good. Um, and I was a little put. There was a Ready Player One trailer. I assume everybody watched. Mm-hmm. Now, am I the only? Oh, Michael, you read the book. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I listened to it. You, you guys by Will didn't, Wheaton. didn't didn't read it. Um, it is in my Amazon cart whenever I yeah buy something next. I was a, there was a little backlash to it because it's just filled with 80s references and everybody's like ooh there's a DeLorean ooh you know like just if they just throw 80s references at us that's all we're excited about and it's kind of going back on the book people are like that's all the book is is you just get excited about it because there's a bunch of references from your childhood and I was like wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) I love that exactly shut up I just want to make sure like I Totally loved the book. Like, was so immersed into it. I, and th- th- I know you guys are shocked, but this is the first movie that I've actually read or listened or seen the book before I, I've seen the movie. First time ever. And I'm already, like, I want to make sure, like, it's accurate to the references in the g- book. Don't get too... You know, if this is the first time, I'll you. I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna be disappointed. It's never <laughs> like the book. But I'm more interested to know how you felt about that. Did you feel? Do you feel like the book was just a bunch of '80s references, and that's yeah. the only reason we like it? Because I thought it was really good. It, it was. Th- that they made it. I mean, I get what they're saying. That is what he used all that treasure trove of nostalgia yeah. to draw us in. But that's kind of the whole, what the story is written around. What yeah. you know, the whole point of it. I first off, the trailer was cool, but that's not. I think I was discussing with you last week. That's not the trailer I would have made. Like the whole book is about this guy, this rich guy who created uh, this um, online like, world. The called trailer the should have been like that video of. That's what I was saying. Yeah. That's what I was telling you. It should have been. He put out a video after he died, I believe, saying you know to. To win this contest or whatever, you ha- you basically have to have been well versed in all this '80s nostalgia to get through the Oasis, this online virtual reality world, and figure everything out, you know. And it should have been the trailer should have been him that video yeah. should have just been him presenting the contest. But I saw lots of people sharing this that oh. were just like, "Oh, DeLorean!" Oh, like that's exactly right. That's Bucky. why I saw Bucky at Kroger's. He's like, "DeLorean, I'm, I'm there." I mean, and then when I heard Steven Spielberg had said, "Ooh, when you watch it, I want you to yell when you see something you recognize." It's like, "Will you shut up?" <laughs> you know, it's like, "No, don't do that." I that's... got excited about the Iron Giant when they. Yeah, I mean that. That's I agree, but. Then everybody ruined it for me by telling me I was dumb. <laughs> I don't know. I'll still like it. I like Steven Spielberg. Um, there are Captain Marvel. They can't, you know, kind of talked about that it's going to be set in the '90s, 
And Nick Fury, is gonna, we're going to find out probably how he lost his eye or hurt his eyeball. And it's going to have some scrolls. So is this setting up a future oh, yeah. s- secret invasion, I hope? Which I'm curious with the scrolls, like how they were able to... Like, were they not tied into the Fantastic Four property? I always assumed, or I maybe had read somewhere that they were, but must but not be. Maybe they've worked a back-end deal like they did with Spider-Man, since evidently the, that's the Baxter bought the Avengers Tower, evidently. I told you this months ago. Remember I had my idea for phase, whatever phase. What's the next phase? Five, four, Five, four, four. I said, like, after they, the whole Infinity War, they defeat Thanos, everything. I was like, there's, the whole phase should end with, like, they all, whoever survives gets home or whatever. And, like, Tony Stark takes off his helmet and he's a scroll. Yeah. And you're like, oh, snap. That's the whole next, that's, that's yep, the whole next yep. thing. And then they announced, oh, it'll be a prequel about scrolls. I was like, it's happening. Yeah, especially happening. if we're already introducing them in the past. Like, yeah. if, if we can see that they've been here since the 90s. Yeah. No one is safe. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited about that. I like that. That's all part of that great run in the 2000s. I, I love where that went. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested in that. Um, Just before you jump off topic on Marvel, I know this is TV, but. Evidently, before you jump off topic, I'm <laughs> no. gonna jump off topic. Wow, I just meant it's with it ties into that universe. Uh, <laughs> the um, reviews for Inhumans are not good. They have ripped it to shreds. And yeah, I won't watch it. It doesn't. I'll never watch any more Agents of Shield, and I won't watch this. I'm not interested. Now back on topic. Jordan and I watched the movie. We need to talk about the fact that I watched it means we have to get something out of this. (laughs) Well, I was getting a free weekend of Encore, Stars, Stars. something. Yep, same thing. And there wasn't much on, but this this, was a fairly recent movie that I wanted to see, Passengers, starring Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. I remember seeing the trailer, thinking it looked interesting. I didn't remember what kind of reviews it got, but as I'm... As the movie's going on, I'm like, am I watching the same movie? Like, am I seeing the same movie everyone else did? Or did anyone else see it? No. I'd want to see it. It's Should I see it? It's hard to talk about without spoiling well, things. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Yeah. I mean, who cares? It was It's been out long enough. The commercials they play on TV kind of spoil the whole plot. Not really. It's worse than it looks. Yeah, it really <laughs> Far is. Worse. It there's doesn't element, start out bad. Yeah, there's an element that's just icky. Right. Honestly, the after watching it, the first thing I thought of a different director and two t- different actors. This could have been a really cool sci-fi movie. Like the idea of it, you know, they're uh, they're going to populate home whatever too. You know, some some new planet, and it's going to take you know millions of years to get there. Or whatever. No, whatever. It's going to take year, 120 100, years, hundred twenty, hundred twenty years to get there, and they're all you know in suspended animation. And Chris Pratt wakes up early, way too early, ninety years early. Terra Nova two, and they, but there's thousands of people on this ship going there, and he wakes up and basically, what's he gonna do? But he can't, you know, how how is he can't get back to sleep, and just how he deals with that, and you know, just eventually uh, Jennifer Lawrence is in it, and. It's terrible casting. They're both terrible for this movie. 
I think. I was going to ask because, like, and I don't know if people maybe hate, love or hate Jennifer Lawrence, but, like, to me, like, like it's like, you know, pick I, the yeah. most, like, attractive, charming yeah. guy and girl from Hollywood, it would be Jennifer Lawrence and right. Chris Pratt, right? I know. So that just doesn't work for it, this It role looks role good on paper, okay, yeah. but he's not, he's not a serious... Uh, um, but it could have worked if they pushed it darker. That's what I'm saying. If it had, but and it you're could like, not with but them. I like this guy. Why is he acting this way? But they didn't. Like it was super dark, but they pretended it wasn't. Yeah, he. It was still like lovey-dovey rom-com. Chris Pratt. I was like, "What you're doing is awful." I don't think there is another Chris Pratt. Is the problem yeah. because he he as serious as he can get is Star Lord. I, I I didn't like him in Jurassic World for this reason because he was trying to be serious and he it is not a serious. He just can't do it. He, it's just, uh, he's great at many things, and this isn't it. And she, I really, we were saying whether she's good or not, I don't know. I've watched her in a lot of things, and I haven't decided if she's any good. I, I probably think the two best things I've seen her in were, the first thing I saw her in was Winter's Bone, when she was really young, and that was good. And then in American Hustle, she yeah. it, you know she play, she did a good job in that. Most things she's not too great. So I would recast Chris Pratt with Steve Buscemi, <laughs> and then then we would know who was on. The, yeah, put, now, put was Michelle this movie, Pfeiffer uh, in there. Was this movie trying to be The Shining in space? No. Oh, okay. Um, it should have been though. It would have yeah, been a better movie. That's just exact. It should have been way more serious. And I honestly don't care if we spoil the crap out of it because it just there's so it's much. It's still like, fairly new though. I wouldn't want to. Like, has it? Have you guys all seen Event Horizon? Years ago, years ago. That is like my favorite horror sci-fi movie ever. Like, it's I thought it was great. Like, I don't know if it holds up, but because I haven't watched it in years, but I thought that was just a great horror movie sci-fi. Hear people like talk about that. I think it's kind of become a bit of a yeah. Kind of movie. Yeah, I think it people did, really like the successful when it came out or anything. Mm. But yeah. People really like the book. I know. Um, I haven't read it, but I remember watching the movie. But yeah, there's a good movie somewhere inside of Passengers. It's an interesting concept. You've got all the corporate stuff of you know, relocating and all the branding and all the like. She has a higher ticket plan. She's on the gold plan, so yeah. she can get all the fancy food. He just has to eat the crappy breakfast. Right. Like, there's some there's some elements in there that could make a good movie. But they just didn't. There's, I mean, I, I have, I have a ways they could have fixed things. Um, no, this isn't any spoiler. At some point, I, I was watching this with my son, and I sent you guys a message saying this because I really said this. We watch at some point a door gets jammed, and I said, Nick, if, if they get there and there is a jar of Smuckers in that door, I won't be surprised. That that's how that's how ridiculous the movie is. It's just like it turned. It just, it, uh, I, I don't even know how to articulate the mood of the movie. It's like, like you're saying, it's such a serious thing that happens. I feel like it's pretty early on in the movie. I don't, I don't think it's a spoiler to say why she's there. Mm, uh. Yeah. Because I think this, the thing that bugs me the most is I think there's a whole segment of people watching this movie and not getting what I'm getting and like the gross ickiness of it. Okay, here is here's like, oh, We're gonna stop talking about it and at the end I'm guessing he wakes her up because he's lonely. Oh right? my gosh. I've never seen the movie. I'm just gonna <laughs> At the end of the the podcast we're gonna talk about it for five Spoilers. minutes. Spoilers. <laughs> so let's go on to something else. I'm gonna have to watch this freaking movie now. 
it's honestly, if I hadn't seen it, I would watch it because it's so, it, it made me so angry <laughs> that I feel like at least it elicited an emotion. Have, have you got, well, yeah, it's movies. Have you guys seen Opening Night? What's that? Uh, it's a movie uh, that I just watched last night with Christy on Netflix that it's about this failed Broadway star that uh, is Topher Grace. And I'm trying to see if I can remember all these names right. But anyway, he is producing this one this pl- this uh, play and it's all about one hit wonders. And it like we just put it on like I thought I was, we'd watch 15 minutes of it while we ate and turned it, but it actually turned out to be very hilarious, uh, very well cast. Uh, it's got Anne Hesh as like the felled movie star. Uh, it's got let's see if I say J C Chazez from NSYNC playing himself as the title role in this. This play, this one, this play of one-hit wonders, um, and he's very cheesy, but it, it's it's actually really really good, and I would say everyone go watch it. It's called Opening Night. It just came on Netflix. Please, someone watch it, so I'm not wrong. <laughs> okay, let's do what you want to talk about. Some comic, comics. Comic books. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> okay, first thing first, what do you think about the return of Wizard Magazine? And I haven't even heard that. Have they not lost enough money already? Well, the rumors are going around. I saw mostly it's just people on Bleeding Cool trying to dig stuff up. Uh, there's still no. Oh, I deleted work. Bleeding Cool. Uh, they don't follow them on Twitter anymore. They they were trolling me too hard. Oh no! Too many fake articles. I was like, wait, I'm I'm sick of getting drawn into this. <clears throat> but this is important. It's Wizard. Uh, you know, of course, the Wizard, the guide to comics, the most important magazine throughout the '90s and the boom years. Um, there's no word yet if it's going to be in print or just an app or on the web. But apparently, Rich on Bleeding Cool has heard they're approaching writers. They've been asking some people in the industry about bringing it back. And, again, they don't know if it's Wizard World who are doing the conventions right now or if they're just going to license the name to some third party just because it's the most recognizable name in comics, quote-unquote, journalism. Uh, But the Seamuses, Garib Seamus, who founded it, and his brother are both out of Wizard World because of all the legal stuff, some of the shenanigans going on with cons and money and whatever. So the rumor is maybe Garib's trying to go back to his first his first success and reboot the magazine for today's fan world. Who knows? Hmm. But you heard it here. Wouldn't second. you love to have a hard copy of it, though? I, I loved carrying around a wizard magazine. I, I, I don't know how to describe it to people younger than us. Yeah. Well, it's before the internet. It's the same reason I don't read books on a Kindle. You know, I want to have a book. Do you remember the part where they would 
cast yeah, well, comic yeah. book movies. That was, yeah. yeah. As if they would ever actually make an X-Men or <laughs> right. a With high caliber movie. actors. Yeah. Lights of fancy. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Colossus. <laughs> True. Um, and then, uh, this just bummed me out. Uh, did you hear about the Milestone 2.0? Oh, yeah. Dirty, dirty pull. Dwayne McDuffie's widow, Charlotte, is suing the creators who are trying to bring back Milestone, which, you know, explain what Milestone is for them. Milestone, like, Dwayne McDuffie and his partners, like, had this very interesting deal with DC that they created this black, very cultural, rich superhero um, group with Icon and Static Shock and I think it was Blood Syndicate, Blood maybe? Syndicate and Hardware. And Hardware, and... But they still owned all the characters, but they published the books through DC. And it was a very weird, very interesting licensing day. Just like in the 90s, uh, DC licensed the Impact, or not Impact, um, Red Circle superheroes from the Archie group um, and did, did something similar like that. So it was an interesting time, and it's it's also like a very cult status, like – they were at the height of their career, and all of a sudden, they just stopped publishing them. There's no real reason why it ended, because it sounds like they were doing well. Yeah, there's definitely a story that we haven't heard yet of you know the rise and fall of Milestone. I'm sure one day we'll make an interesting story. But uh, they said you know, Dwayne McDuffie passed away just a few years ago, and all these Milestone guys were at his wake with Reginald Hudlin, who was author, filmmaker, comic book writer. And they were just talking, man, we need to bring these guys back. And that was kind of where Milestone 2.0 was hatched in like 2014. And they made an announcement, and then nothing happened. And then years go by, and nothing happened. So apparently Jim Lee said something at this year's Comic-Con, like, get ready, Milestone's coming back. They were going to be on Earth-M in the multiverse. They had like yeah. decided all this stuff. And now news comes out, apparently, that these guys kind of, you know, McDuffie owned 50% of it. And Derek Dingle was the other guy, owned the other 50%. He was like, he wasn't the, I don't think he was the creative head. He was more the business guy. So these other guys, Dennis Cowan and all these other guys, either sold their rights or traded them or something years ago. So it was a 50-50 partnership between McDuffie and Dingle. And according to the lawsuit, of course, this is just the widow's you know, side of things, that they are trying to cut her out, go around the rights or do something that... You know, the McDuffies won't get their fair share. And I read a long article from this Michael Davis, uh, who was like a co-creator back then, one of the main guys, who tried for years to get Milestone back and has gone on to be... He's worked in film, animation, comics. He's done everything. And he worked for years and years and years to get these characters back and was and then... About four years ago, he was out. So he was not part of this. It's just Hudlin, Cowan, and Dingle. And his quote was, the focus has changed in the four years since. And he has no shares in the company anymore. So something has gone wrong where they don't agree on the, if they're just going for movies instead of comics. or It's just something between these guys who formed this thing when they were young that was so pure and so art-driven you know, the commerce of someone's kind of going for a money grab. Yeah, so again, this is all just through the lawsuit language. We don't know what's going on, but it just really bummed me out. And I have no connection to these characters. I'd never even read any of them. 
I went through my back issues and saw I had a couple issues of Icon. I'm like, I just want to check this out and see what it's like. And I like, I read the first issue, and it's very 90s. It's not oh, yeah. great. But like, I want to read the next one. Like, I was interested. Yeah. Like, these were really well done, especially in context of a 1990s. Oh, and like, um, Icon sidekick Rocket was on Young Justice in oh, okay. season two, I believe. Well, actually, Icon and um, Rocket were in Young Justice season two. So, yeah, I mean, it was a great property. I mean, that's the same thing. Like, remember when Valiant was trying to start up, there was, like, two companies that there was all this weird legal stuff that no no one could verify the rights. I blame Hollywood because there's so much money now. You're not just going to, hey, let's get together and make this comic. Like, you've got to iron out all these million dollars worth of details, and it just... I don't know, just to, you know, Dwayne McDuffie, especially after he passed, you, you only heard good words about him. He was apparently the greatest guy anyone ever met. And, like, now that his widow's kind of being drugged through all this, it just really bummed me out. Which, th- that reminds me of, um, I forgot all about this, but it was HBO no- News that they did a deal with, I think it's Society 8 to ve- develop a series off of, of, oh, <sighs> Stay tuned. I'll come back next week with the actual details of that. Have a new name for Shazam while you're at it. You promised that a year ago. Uh, And then some other sort of legal news. Uh, DC canceled a miniseries they were doing, Suicide Squad, The Black Files. It was solicited. I think two issues had already been in preview. Suicide Squad wasn't dark enough. Yeah, exactly. They were going to do some weird like dark magic sort of go more toward the supernatural side of things. And the writer is a guy named Jay Nitz. He was hyping this thing like crazy. He called it his New Mutants '98. It was going to introduce all these characters that collectors years from now are going to want to know. Mm. Like he was introducing all these amazing new characters that are going to be big, and <laughs> including one called Doctor Endless, which was a gender fluid character with powers modeled on the Endless from Sandman. It was a character, it was colored kind of like Delirium with all the odd different right. colors. Under his eye was kind of a mark that looked like uh, like the hook that uh, Despair Yeah, has. sorry. It's and been like, a long yeah. time so, since yeah. I read Sandman. So like it had a different, a bunch of different things. And then again, uh, I guess Bleeding Cool, another where I got this. Yeah, they dug up some things and said, we don't think anyone ever asked Neil. Right. All these characters, they're not, they're owned by DC, but the, his contract, Neil Gaiman, says he has, like, right of first refusal if they want to use any of these characters. So, he doesn't technically own them, but, you know, to keep in the goodwill, you can't just use them wherever you want on breakfast cereals and stuff. So... <laughs> and what would that taste like? <laughs> <laughs> Have your despair pops. <laughs> so... There were three articles, and people were going, oh, oh, DC's trying to screw over Neil Gaiman and all this stuff. And then somebody tweeted him, like, what's going on, Neil? And he's like, quote, I checked with DC, and they tell me this is not a thing. So Neil kind of put the kibosh on it. For about a week, it was big news. So now I'm not sure why the thing was canceled. Maybe just wasn't ready. I don't know. Who knows? But, yeah, it was kind of mounting out out of a molehill. But if you want... This DC's version of New Mutants 98. Stay tuned for Suicide Squad, the Black huh. Mile. And then another crazy uh, controversy. Hashtag make mine milkshake. 
Did our Twitter users see that over the weekend? No, I make mine milkshake. Make mine milkshake. Okay, so something Marvel. You didn't see that? No. Oh, okay. You're you're either on the right or the wrong side of Twitter. <laughs> I'm on the dark dark good. Twitter. Uh, Marvel editor Heather Antos posted a photo of a bunch of female Marvel staff. They went out for milkshakes on a Friday night after work. Right. It was her and about six other female Marvel staff. And she tagged it hashtag fabulous flow, which Flo Steinberg had just passed away. Right. Which if you know her, she was one of the original Marvel bullpen characters, basically, Stan Lee. Yeah. You know, I've made been, larger than life. I've been reading that the untold story or yeah. whatever. So Flo like she started out as as like Stan's secretary and became like, fan liaison, I think was her title. And then she left eventually. Uh, she became a publisher of one of the first underground comics, Big Apple Comics, in 1975. Uh, she just died here July 23rd. So a very important female figure in comics history, right there from the beginning of the Marvel Universe. So they were just out kind of celebrating Flo's life. And hey, we're, you know, you've come a long way, baby. Like, look what's happened in all these years. <laughs> so... <laughs> I can't believe you said that. <laughs> you come a long way, baby. So they put it on Twitter. And what happens when you put something on Twitter? I ruin it. The idiots come out. So they just started attacking or just saying either gross things or, well, this is the level of, you know, if Marvel's only hiring dumb, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. Because all the girls, they're artsy types. They all had glasses and funky hair and dyed purple yeah. hair. You know, they just look like. Very artsy chicks, man. Yeah, right. And like it was <laughs> chicks, man. <laughs> so it was, you know, no wonder Marvel sucks. All these SJWs and all this just nastiness. And, you know, from attacking them personally to attacking the work they do, it just got ugly. And then it started becoming a hashtag. Other women in the industry, you know, taking up arms. Like, no, we're all in this together. Right. DC staffers started posting. They, they took a big group photo all doing the, the Wonder Woman pose like, yeah. with the bracelets, and they all had milkshakes. So industry-wide, people have been taking selfies with milkshakes, saying, make my milkshake, as kind of a solidarity thing. No, I'm in. We're not going to stand. We're not going to let the trolls yeah. cast us down. So good on you. Uh, What's your favorite milkshake flavor? We're ta- taking for. Are we doing a list? Top ten milkshakes. Oh, listicles. Uh, I I actually looked up what I was referencing that made absolutely no sense, and of course I had it incorrect. It was Studio Eight, and Studio Studio Eight options African American superpowers comic Black for big screen, um, and it's actually oh, I think that's it's. From, uh... Black Mask Studios. Black Mask, yeah. And it's where only African Americans possess superpowers. And it's a comic series from Black Mask. And it's been optioned to be turned into, I believe, a series with HBO. Hmm. Yeah, I just ordered the first trade. The first trade, I think, comes out next month. So, Cool. Compare that. You know, put that one back to back with that Confederate show coming out, man. Yeah. HBO is going to be real popular. Actually, that's how. Country. I think that might be dead. They really have. <laughs> that's how that, that headline starts: is Amazon and HBO with their alt history. And just a couple quick uh, marketing gimmicks. We've talked for Image is doing like variant months, so every month some special. You know, for the 25th anniversary. Well, October is Walking Dead month. There are going to be 30 variant covers celebrating The Walking Dead. 
What? So every image book, it's not one copy of Walking Dead has 30 covers. It's okay. 30 different image titles. Black That's, Science and uh, I Hate Fairyland and Birthright and Manifest Destiny. And they will have some, these, something to do with Walking Dead. So each of those will have a B variant cover, uh-huh. cover B. That we, you know, you know, Scotty Young from I Hate Fairyland will draw, you know, his his take on the Walking Dead. That's so cool. There's like going to be, I know there, I have a few completist <laughs> customers of mine wow. who I'm sure are going to want all these. So Jeez. yeah, so come October, we're going to have 30 variant covers with the Walking Dead. And oh, go ahead. I had one more thing, but yeah. well, I was just it. Well, because you're talking about image is. Eric Larson needs a shout out because he is the only one out of all the image founders that is still doing his book from day one. Like he's on issue 225 and just just came out a couple weeks ago. It's a hundred page special. Like he's released several hundred page specials in that series and he's still doing it. Like that is freaking amazing. Like, can you, is there any other like creator that has recently done that? Uh, just Kirkman and <laughs> Charlie yeah. Adlard who've done 150 something issues mm-hmm. of Walking Dead, but that's I just amazing. Like he's still still doing it, and not to be outdone in the gimmick department, Marvel is bringing the Marvel value stamps back. Do you remember what was the that? 70s? Like the letters column would have the little value stamp. It was like cut these out and collect them. Oh my gosh! And it was just like little faces of all their characters. Yeah. Uh, they, they a quote a nostalgia based program to excite new readers says oh, Mar- some Marvel executive you know so, it I don't know how new readers are fueled by nostalgia but they're going to <laughs> in this upcoming Marvel Legacy books the first issue of all these are going to have these inserts inside each one that are I think it was like 38 different ones that you can collect with a soon to be sold separately album you can put them all in later oh my gosh so they don't have like a QR code or something. They have to update them. Yeah. Are they gonna be polybagged and? <laughs> so yeah, if you're a so variant covers yeah. and this stuff. If you've been collecting Marvel value stamps in you. the '70s and are still buying all this stuff, then you might be excited. But make mine so pro comics. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's wrap this up so we can trash passengers. <laughs> what say you well this is George what? Mobile what? I've had oh one. wait hashtag Sorry. oh it's hashtag time <laughs> what was your what's your name George McBeal that's okay. a capital M little C big B because I'm the biggest B of them all okay so hashtag George McBiggest B of them all um, we got Hashtag Kapow Clint Howard. Um, <laughs> uh, hashtag Pfeiffer. <laughs> hashtag Josh Whedon. Gotta bring back Hawkwaman. Because we haven't actually used that as an official one yet. And Despair Pops cereal. And hashtag Artsy Chicks Man. <laughs> My favorite hashtag was Ledge of Your Chair. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty. That's pretty good. I don't even. I have no memory of this. Michael was on the ledge of his chair. Yeah. I wanted to say edge, and I said ledge. That's good. That's really good. Sorry. 
Yeah, let's go with that. That's that wins. Ledge over chair. <laughs> all right. So if you want to share this amazing episode to all your friends on social media, please use the hashtag. <laughs> that will easily be used when in your description. <laughs> ledge of your chair. <laughs> I love it. Give us five stars on iTunes because we really need that love. Check us out on at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, www.youdownwithkpp. Comment on our stuff. Let us know what you want to hear about, what you don't want to hear about, whether you miss Cliff or don't. It's really <laughs> up in the air at this point whether he's ever coming back. Yeah. Michael, sign us out here. As always. I am the most illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Jared Lowe. And I'm Seth. And stay tuned after this for our passengers. Spoiler. Everybody live happily never after. Goodbye forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. All right. So the plot was he wakes up and then he... You, you guys haven't seen it. You're going to be spoiled for it, but you won't are you, care. Are you worried? You'll still watch it. You'll let... You'll. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I think you'll watch it and get enjoy having heard all this bullcrap. Because you're right. It is within the first 20 minutes. It's yeah, not very like, very quickly. Yeah. And, like, it's pretty easy to predict how else does she end up being awake. He wakes her up. And he... The one thing I will say, you know, because they do take it a little light, but I think the lightness has to has a little bit to do with him. Like he, he just cannot bring the gravitas to it where he's like, I, he, he struggles with the decision to wake her up. You know, he's supposed to be a mechanic. He can wake her up, you know, easily. He knows how these things work. He gets a manual and stuff and looks, figures out how to wake her up, but he struggles with the decision to do it. He learns all about her. He reads like all her bios, anything she's written. She's a writer and all this stuff. And, and all that's great. Yeah. Like I, at, up to that point, it, it wasn't the movie I thought it was, but I was like, okay, this is taking a turn I didn't expect. He's actually a more complicated human being because all the trailers were these two attractive people are awake before they're supposed to be, and they go have dinner together and swim in the pool with zero gravity. Right. Like it was, it was portrayed as something, but I think the trailer that's what they wanted you to watch. Right. But to me, I'm like, he just murdered her. Yeah. Opening that opening that pot, he killed her. And in this day and age of we're all about agency and you know female empowerment, like he took away all her choices because he was sad and lonely. She could not consent to ex- be Yes, yeah. there was no consent. He, as the male, took what he wanted and literally murdered her. I mean, I, I know that I it, when you watch this, George. Um, Jared, you will say you will think. What if Alex Garland directed this? Because it really reminds me of the it, if it was done in the mood of Ex Machina, and it you know. Well, that's, I was just thinking that when you were talking about, it, I was like, I was thinking about because I having just watched that, I'm like, you kind of go into it, and that movie gets like creepy. Quick. Yeah, right. And like, I, I, yeah, I love where you're like you don't know what any of these people's motivations are. Yeah, if and, it was Donald yeah. Gleason was doing the yeah. Chris Pratt role. And he goes and wakes up, 
Alicia Vikander or something, you know, and that just taking it so much more seriously, like, you know, how, what a terrible thing he has done. But see, I, so I thought that's where we're going. This took a left turn and now he's the villain. I'm okay. I would watch that movie. I would even enjoy it. But then we spent the whole rest of the movie. Oh, but he really does love her. Like they just tried to soften all the edges Mm. and it was just, I was like, no, you can't ever forgive that. That's terrible. That's like when you like watch those movies where they kidnap the female and she's down in the basement and it's like the guy just really loves her and wants to make her love love him. And that is rape culture 101. That is the men desire something so we're going to make the world this way and the women don't have any say in it like that and how to be that blind to those views of it. I like, but, like to me like when you're talking about it I'm like Wow, that could be a powerful movie. But you're t- saying like they never even like they acted like that wasn't even a part of it. Well, no, it's like, oh, no. how could they you? With it, they it was never... like a romantic comedy. In the second act, these crazy couple can't get together, and then by the third act, they have to come together again. Like it, yeah. they just played it. It was exactly really. all the things you didn't want them to do. Because first off, okay, what's the guy's name that plays the bartender? I can't remember his name, but you've seen you see in the previews. There's a guy. The, there's oh, a ball. Wait, I remember seeing the. Is yeah. it, uh, Michael Sheen. Yeah. That's yeah. I don't know how I remember yeah. the trailer. Yeah. Well, he it, he plays the. He's a robot, yes. you know, that is the bartender, and he. It's. They make a point of you know he's like don't tell her about this why you know that I woke her up and I was like man if they if that is how they find out I'm gonna be ticked because. You know, they even pointed out, don't tell her, you know, and he, he didn't like make some elaborate plan or anything. It was just like, that can't be the way. And guess what? That's the way she finds out. And, and, and then at one point they bring, they, oh, they can't access the captain's area. They, it's all about access. She has higher access than him to quality food and, you know, certain staff, like the pilots and stuff will have access to where they would need to go control things or fix anything. And so at some point, Larry Fishburne wakes up because of a problem with the shift with the ship. But really what should have happened is they should have to wake him up to save everybody. They should have actively woke him up. And that's how she finds out that he did this. But no, she finds out from the freaking bartender. Yeah, Reading the reviews of this movie, because I wanted to see what other people thought about it. I was again, the AV club, I was reading the comment section and two commenters on the AV club wrote a better screenplay than this was. Because one of them said, why on earth are we following Chris Pratt to start the movie? Because we want to get in with him and appreciate him and like him. If you open that movie with Jennifer Lawrence waking up, and then you have to, as an audience, well, wait, do you trust this guy? He's just telling you, you both woke up. You don't really know. And then there's the extra creepy element. And like, like what the, if uh, the Tim Cloverfield Lane? Yeah, exactly. Kind of You're it's such a wasted idea. And just what if that was the original cut of the movie and they screened it? No, it's there's no, no way. Well, right. apparently this screenplay was on the blacklist. The famous every year, uh, uh, the ten like yeah. best unproduced screenplays yeah. in Hollywood. This was on the blacklist for a while, and apparently the original screenplay is darker and does take some more turns. Like the ship starts ejecting passengers out. So like everyone on the ship dies. Like oh yeah, it gets, it gets even. There's some some kind of darker elements originally. No, and it, I think you cast the too much level people in Hollywood, and you have to. I was go just for that actively mad because I thought it was such a good idea, 
of of a screenplay, but that they ruined it with casting and how they did all this cookie cutter stuff. But the other commenter said, "Wouldn't it be interesting if it's the same movie?" Chris Pratt wakes her up, and she says, "No, we can't do this. You're a monster." And whatever happens, and he dies, or they she shoves him out the airlock or something, and then you know a year goes by. And she's starting to go crazy. Yeah. And she has to like, right. and has to wrestle. Maybe he wasn't a monster. Like, uh, like, I was like, those are two way better oh, movies. Oh, man, yeah. And just, you know, you have to think of the endless cycle that <laughs> yeah. that causes like, so for this years. Could have, maybe Chris Pratt wasn't even the first one. Like, yeah, that, that could but, have been a, one of my favorite <laughs> movies, you know? <laughs> I just I love that idea. That, and the very last scene, you see the the pods, and the, you see all these little empty pods. He needed to, I mean, the hit for a, a true arc that made sense. He needed to die saving her some way. You know, he needed her to be able to go back into you know suspended animation by some sacrifice of his own to redeem us. None of that. No, none of that. Um, and the whole. <laughs> My really uh, this stupid part. We're we're at one point where there is no gravity, and he, you know, Chris Pratt's in bed. He flies up, hits the ceiling, slams down, bashes his face on the floor. She's in the pool, and the water, like she's swimming, and the water comes up in a bubble. She can't even swim, barely swim to the edge of it. She's gonna drown. And you know, Larry Fishburne, his arms raise up a few inches. <laughs> And then fall back down. He's co- covers don't even get messed up. <laughs> He's an old veteran of this. He's I was like, what? Well, you've been in the Matrix, baby. <laughs> a better center of mass of gravity, maybe? I guess. I was like, what is happening? They're like flying around the ship, and he's just like, my arms go up, lay back down. That's it. I didn't even know. I never woke up. <laughs> I don't know. Andy Garcia is randomly in this. <laughs> a bearded Andy Garcia just appears at one point. Says nothing. I, I I'm just gonna leave you with that. <laughs> it's it's really bad. Yeah, I did not go into this like, all right, let's see this piece of crap. Like I generally no, was excited yeah. to see it, and then about 15 minutes in, I started getting really uncomfortable. <laughs> no, 15 by it. minutes, and then and then by the end, I was just like, no. Right. Oh, if the ending, they are literally setting like basically in a hot tub with their arms around each other, just chilling, looking out of space. <laughs> I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. This is ridiculous. But again, a bad movie is a bad movie. Who cares? But I, I watched the YouTube. I wanted to get, see the trailer to see how, see if I was misled by the trailer. And I scroll down and start reading the comments. I saw a dozen people. Oh, it's so romantic. It's my favorite movie. Oh, this was the best thing of that year. Like, people genuinely love this oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you're not, you're just ignoring some terrible stuff. Yep. I'm here to buzzkill <laughs> all your enjoyment. Well, it's like that Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, if he didn't have all that money, that would have been a complete different story. Well, this is a textbook. The studio was too involved, you know. That we want to, we have a contract with these actors, and they're they need to be in a movie as love interests, and that's it. We're gonna take a script, throw them in it, and cookie cutter it out, and just terribleness. <laughs> <laughs>